Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Our sleep story tonight is about a little tree that wanted more than anything to grow up and be able to sing like the other trees. She just wanted to have her voice and be able to talk and sing. Little Tree tries and tries, but the other trees have grown too big now to hear her, and she is sad. But she sings her sad song, and the night wind comes to hear her, and they become true friends. Before we continue with our story, let's first make sure you are cozy and comfortable. Turn off the lights, silence notifications. Find your comfortable place, your place to relax or your favorite position in bed. Position your pillows, a teddy, or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Now that you are comfortable, let's take a few minutes to relax your body and mind. First, close your eyes and take a deep belly breath. Take one more and try to make it a little deeper this time. Now, since you are lying down, let's stretch your legs as far as you can and hold it ever so slightly. Try now to do the same with your arms. With your hands above your head, stretch as far as you can and just hold it there for a little while. take a few more belly breaths, taking your time breathing in and out as deeply and as slowly as you can. Now we are ready for tonight's sleep story. The little tree that never grew up. Long, long ago, when the world was very young, 
so young that the flowers and trees and grasses had voices and talked with each other or sang with the breezes that blew softly around them. There lived in the midst of a forest a very little tree. Now, though the little tree was straight as an arrow and had glossy green leaves, she was the most unhappy little tree in all the world. She could not sing with the winds, and neither could she speak to the other trees around her. These other trees often spoke to the little tree, and asked her questions. When she did not answer, they thought the little tree dull and sulky. These other trees that could sing and speak began to grow tall. And after a time, they grew so high, their topmost branches seemed to touch the sky. Then, even though the little tree had spoken... They could never have heard her. These other trees grew tall as giants. The little tree grew each year, it is true, but she grew so slightly that it could scarcely be noticed. As the seasons went on, the branches of the tall trees grew so very thick that they shut out the light down in the forest. Then the little tree could not see the sun at all, and one by one, the ferns and flowers at her roots died from the dampness, and the little tree was all alone. Nothing broke the silence of the dark, Still forest saved the calls of the birds when they returned each year to build their nests, or the sound of the branches swaying in the breeze. Then there came at last one soft spring day when the little tree woke from her winter's sleep and began to sing. She was so happy that she sang for hours. But alas, there was no other tree to hear her or to answer her song. So the little tree, though she now possessed the voice for which she had longed, was more lonely than ever before. At night, when all the world was sleeping, and while the night wind roamed the forest, the little tree would weep softly to herself because she was so sad. Then, after a time, her lament grew to be a song, a very sad song, it is true, but oh, so very beautiful. The night wind, who was fond of singing, came to listen each evening for the little tree's lament. And as he blew upon his way, 
he carried her song to the stars. Now it happened one night, the little tree was so sad and lonely that she could not sing. Instead, she wept until her tiny branches shook with sobbing. Oh, cried the little tree, I am so lonely here. I wish I was no longer here. If only I might burn on some cottager's hearth or warm some poor children's hands. But alas, I am the most useless tree that grows. The night wind heard the little tree crying and going close, whispered softly to her. Oh, little tree, please do not be so sad. What does it matter that your singing voice came after all the other trees had grown too tall to hear you? Or that you are such a very little tree? Your voice is so sweet and lovely that the birds of this forest now model their best songs on yours. Each night I carry your songs to the stars, and they too have sung your lovely music. Oh, Nightwind, do you tell me true? begged Little Tree. For I am such a little tree, how can the stars hear me? They hear you thus, my little tree, replied the Nightwind, and brushed aside the branches of the tallest trees. Then, looking up, the little tree beheld the stars high up in the heavens, shining down on her. They seemed to smile and beckon as she watched, and so she sang her sweetest songs to please them. The night wind and the stars themselves sang with the little tree and made such lovely music that had anyone been listening, they would have thought they heard sweet strains from paradise. But all this happened when the world was very young and there were but a few people dwelling on it. And now, my little tree, the night wind said when he had dropped the branches of the tall trees once again, pray do not wish for some woodsman to cut you down. I would miss you sadly if you were to go away from the forest. Farther on in the forest, the night wind met the spirits of the woods. They were two sister spirits robed in floating garments made of mist. They roamed the forest and cared for all the trees. They knew how long each tree would dwell in the forest and when the woodsman's axe would cut it. The spirits of the woods possessed a magic bag of dreams. And from this bag, the night wind begged a dream for the little tree. Ah, he pleaded, the little tree is so sad and lonely. The other trees have grown so far away, they cannot hear her sing, and neither can she talk with them. 
She would dearly love a beautiful dream from this dream bag of yours, spirit. Ah, night wind, replied the spirit doubtfully. There is but one dream left, and that is the little tree's dream of her future. If we give it to her, you must promise that you will not answer her questions concerning it. For it is a strange dream and will puzzle her greatly. Will you promise? I promise, said the night wind, and blew upon his way. And after that night, the little tree was not lonely or sad. She never became a joyous tree. Her youth had been too sad for that. But she was content. Each night, when all the forest filled with creeping shadows, she sang her songs to the stars, and she came to love the night wind dearly. Each night, the little tree dreamed the dream the spirits of the woods had given her, and strange to tell, it was always the same dream. It was such a pleasant, lovely dream that sometimes the little tree was puzzled and wondered whether she really lived in her beautiful dream and only dreamed that she lived in the forest. Each night the little tree dreamed she floated far away until she reached a palace which was set on a high hill. Within the palace was a great hall richly hung with silken tapestries and gleaming softly with light that shone from carved crystal bowls. Within this palace hall, a great king and his court were seated and sweet strains of music floated on the breeze. But the strangest thing of all was this. The little tree often thought she heard her own songs in this palace hall. She was not sure, but she was greatly puzzled. She knew that she had dwelled always in the forest. And how could she know the music of noble lords and ladies? Then one night in her dream, the little tree was startled to hear the sound of her own voice singing the songs she had so often sung to the stars. She pressed eagerly to the palace window to see within, but because of her branches, she could not go very near, and she could not see. Then came the dawn, and her dream floated far away. All through the day, the little tree called again and again to the tall trees, and asked them of her curious dream. But of course they could not hear her. She waited eagerly to see the daylight fade, and when the night wind came, she questioned him. Oh, night wind, cried the little tree, will you tell me of my dream? I am sure I heard my own voice singing, but how could it be that noble lords and ladies within the palace hall would listen to me? 
for am I not the least of little trees? But the night wind did not tell her truly. He had given his promise that he would not, and so he answered her saying, Now that I do not know, my dear, but though you are indeed the least of the little trees, you are the only little tree in all this world to me. Of noble lords and ladies and their ways I know nothing, for do they not shut me from their homes and hers when I would enter and warm myself? But now, little tree, it grows late. Will you not sing for me? Thus, with the night wind and the stars for company, the little tree lived on for many years. From them she learned much wisdom and came to know about the great world which lay beyond the forest and that all trees would one day go there. And at this time the world was growing older and the forest was not so silent as it had been in the time when the little tree first dwelled there. Sometimes the woodcutter's axe rang out and the little tree would hear a great tree come crashing down to earth. Oh, why must I leave the freedom of the forest? cried one of the tall trees as he fell close by the little tree one day. Ah, replied the little tree softly. You would not wish to dwell forever in this forest, would you? In the world there is much that a great tree might do to bring happiness. Who is it that speaks to me thus gently? asked the fallen tree. I do not know the voice, although I thought I knew all the trees growing in this forest, for I was among the first trees to grow here. And so was I replied the little tree. Do you not remember the little tree that could neither speak nor sing? I am she. For though I am ages and ages old, I am scarcely taller than yonder little fir of ten seasons. In those days we thought you dull and sulky, little tree, replied the fallen tree. But by your speech I can now see that we were wrong. Who has taught you all your wisdom? And have you not been lonely all these years? Indeed, I was very lonely, said the little tree. Even after I could sing it was no better. The flowers and ferns were gone, and there was none to hear me or talk to me. One night I wept and wished to be gone, and the night wind, who is of a kind heart, cheered me with words of praise. Since then I have never been sad, for I have had a lovely dream each night, and I have sung to the stars. But this the fallen tree could not believe, and so he answered sharply, Now, little tree, how can that be? Tall as I was and high as I stood when I was monarch of this forest, never once could I send my songs to the stars, although I tried to do so many times. Now surely such a little tree as you could not accomplish what a monarch failed to do. 
You have learned wisdom without doubt, and you sing very sweetly, I dare say. But take care, lest your dreaming lead you into untruthful ways. Oh no, believe me, cried the little tree. Wait only until the twilight comes, and the night wind himself will tell you so. More foolish talk, scoffed the fallen tree. The night wind is but a feeble creature to a monarch of the forest such as I. When I stood aloft in all my glory, the night wind could not bend the smallest twig of mine unless I willed it so. That is true, my friends, spoke a gentle voice beside them. It was the voice of the night wind. For all unknown to them, darkness had fallen. Because you were so proud and held your branches firm against my gentle breezes, never once did I carry your songs to the stars. But I have done so for the little tree. Then he brushed aside the branches of the tall trees, and the little tree sang to her shining audience, so far above in heaven. She sang until the fallen tree slept, and then the night wind gently dropped the branches until the forest was all dark once more. Then he kissed the little tree farewell and blew upon his way. Now, as more people came to dwell upon the earth, more trees were needed every year to shelter them. The forest was no longer dark and silent. The woodman's axe rang out, and here and there the sun shone down where groves of noble trees had once stood. But even so, the ferns and flowers and grasses did not bloom again. The woodcutters made dusty roads and trails, and heaps of leaves swirled in the breeze. At last one day, a certain king gave orders that all remaining trees of this forest should be cut down. He planned to build a noble city where the forest stood. Now charcoal fires flared at night, and herds of oxen tramped the whole day through. And soon, a dreary waste of withering branches, whose brown leaves crackled dismally, was all that remained of the noble forest. Ah, little tree, the night wind mourned, there is no longer any need for me. When the forest stood, it was my work and pleasure to brush the fallen leaves and lull the trees to sleep. Indeed, were it not for you, I would be so sad. Each night I tremble that I shall not find you awaiting me. Ah, night wind, replied the little tree softly. It is because you love me that you fear to lose me. But do not be troubled. I have seen great trees fall to my right and to my left, and small trees likewise. Yet no one seems to want me. 
I am such a little tree. I am sure that you will find me here forever. That does not grieve me even so, for I have come to love you dearly, and it would break my heart to be parted from you. Then one dull winter's day, the little tree felt a human hand laid on her slender trunk, and she knew her day had come. She was such a little tree that it took but two blows to cut her down. When the night wind came again, he found the little tree crying. He hugged her tightly and begged her to always remember him. Oh, night wind, it is truly better since you have come, whispered the little tree bravely. When the night wind knew the little tree would not sing to him again, he flung himself down on the earth beside her and cried. He cried so bitterly that the spirits of the woods came from the ends of the world to see what troubled him. Ah, sighed the first spirit, how sad it is that the night wind should be parted from the little tree. Could we not make it so that he may meet her again in the world? Agreed, replied the second spirit. So while the night wind slept, the spirits of the woods changed him to a man and called him Robello. Thus it was that some time later, a youth called Robello came to dwell on the outskirts of the noble city which stood in place of the great forest. Now this Robello did not till the soil, and neither did he herd flocks on the hillsides. Instead, at evenings, he played his violin so sweetly and so sadly that some folk could not tell his music from the wailing of the winds. People from that region, as they passed his cottage at nightfall, paused to listen to Robello's playing, and many a one wiped a tear from his eye at the memories it stirred. Robello's fame began to go abroad, and wise men learned in the arts of song declared that if Robello but possessed a fine violin, the world could hear no better music. Now at this time, it happened that the king, the same one who had ordered the great forest cut down, received the gift of a rare violin. The maker of this violin vowed that its like was not to be found the whole world over. For when twas touched with the bow, it sent forth a sobbing sound, like the cry of a broken heart. The maker of this rare violin begged the king that no mere fiddler be allowed to touch it, and that a music master should play it always. The king agreed and accordingly commanded that all who played the violin should appear at the palace. Robello went in the company of a thousand other players. 
The palace of the king was set on a high hill. And as Robello entered, he seemed dimly to remember it, although he knew well that he had never been within its gates before. The king and court sat waiting within a great hall, richly hung with silken tapestries and gleaming with lights that shone softly through carved crystal bowls. The violin players were gathered together, and to Robello fell the lot of playing first. The king himself placed the violin in Robello's arms, and slowly, as though in a dream, Robello drew the bow across the strings. With the first notes, wakened memories that had long been slumbering. Then, as he played, Robello felt the great hall grow dim, until at last it seemed to fade away, and he saw naught but a vision, the deep, dark forest just at dusk, and he was once more the night wind caressing the little tree. Ah, my little tree, he whispered as he bent lovingly above the violin. This is the dream that you did love so dearly. Do you remember me? Ah, night wind, sang the little tree. Although they call thee by another name, to me you will always be the night wind. He who fashioned me thus spoke truly when he said, I sobbed like a broken heart for my heart has been broken with longing for thee. Let us sing the songs we sang to the stars so long ago. Then Robello played as he had never played before, and the violin sang as never violin had sung before. When the last notes faded away, there were tears in the eyes of the noble lords and ladies, and the king sat silent for a time. At last he spoke and ordered that all other players be sent away and declared that none except Robello should ever touch this rare violin. So Robello remained in the palace of the king and was made chief musician to his majesty. And never had the little tree sung so sweetly in the forest as she sang now at Robello's magic touch. Robello played at all court festivals and nothing had such power to soothe the king as had Robello's music when he played his violin at nightfall. And in that region, to this day, there are some folk who say that when night falls, Robello can still be heard playing his violin within the palace hall. But others say this is not right. It is the night wind calling softly to the little tree that never grew up. Have a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs>